2: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You are correct. I am he. You are you. And the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. John's ready with his buttons and his dials. I'm ready with the topic of the day. And now let it unfold. And today, uh, we're going to take a start with, I should say, kind of enter today's conversation uh, in the good book. You know, there's a great chapter uh, in the Bible. Uh, It's called 1 Corinthians 13, and you might know it as the love chapter, you know, the love chapter, you know, love is this, love is this, love doesn't do this, love doesn't do that, right? But you know, he's found out right near the end of it, there's an interesting thing, uh, which really fascinated me because, you know, God puts everything into place for a reason. So right there at the end of that love chapter, there's like two or three verses uh, after it, is 1 Corinthians 13.11. And this is interesting because he goes in this whole diatribe on what love is. And, uh, of course, when you talk about love, there's three words for love, right? Uh, there's, actually, there's four. Eros, you know, Greek words. Eros is sexual love. Agape is godly love. Um, um, phileo is brother love. And then there's a compound word called, uh, I think it's called, pronounced storge. Storge, it's storage with an E on the end of it. Uh, And the love in 1 Corinthians 13 is agape love, uh, unconditional love, godly love, a love that a human being cannot do outside the spirit of God. But it says this at the very end of that. It says, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Well, you know what? If we really love this world, or our world, I should say, if we really love our family, if we really love to make a difference, if we really love the thought of impacting people's lives to live our lives like they matter, then we need to put away those childish things and start acting like grown-ups. See, there in a nutshell— And that one verse is the problem with the world, with our country, with our relations, uh, our emotional intelligence. We're behaving like children. And as a father of four children, I can tell you two things that I wanted to teach my children early on. And boy, some of us never got this basic lesson that we should have got in kindergarten. And here they are. Number one, I wanted to teach my kids as quick as possible that the world does not revolve around them.
3: I do not want to believe that.
2: Yeah, it's a sad reality. Nobody wants to believe it. you got to grow up. you got to put your big boy pants on, big How girl pants you? on, right? Yeah, nobody wants to believe that, right? Well, think about it. as a child, everything evolves around a child. When they have to go poop, you got to change your diaper. When they're hungry, they cry out. When they want something, in the middle of the night, you get up, you feed them, right? It evolves. If you ever had a newborn baby, your entire life has been transformed, and now the center of your life is that child.
4: I'm the boss.
2: But that's a stage. That's not life. That's a stage of life. It's not life in its entirety. Yet some never get that message. Remember rule number one about being a leader. I tell you this, uh, and man, it should be taught the earlier we learn this, the better. Rule number one about being a leader, it's not about you. Get off yourself, leader. Come on, man. And I'm t- Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, some of you aren't going to like this, but you know what it's about? It's about God. You were born to glorify God. You were born for a relationship with God, and a relationship with other people to bring them to God. So, number one, two things I want my kids to know: number one, the world is not revolve around you; it's not about you; it's about God. Get off yourself. And number two, there's a huge difference between want and need. Boy, my little boy Beniah he wants soda at six at nine o'clock at night. My little boy Beniah wants to drive my car. My little boy Beniah wants to eat candy all day long. My little boy Beniah doesn't want to eat salad. Uh he has a t- hard time going to the bathroom. He's constipated all the time because he eats junk and all he wants is junk. Anybody get this yet? You'll get as a kid like it. Yeah, as a kid, that's how my childhood was. As a kid, you'll get what you get and like it. That was the household I grew up with, John. So how'd you get my dad's voice? How'd you get a quote from my dad on there? That's exactly what it was in my home, right? And so today, unlike It Matters Radio, we're going to actually act like grown ups. And we're going to discuss this thing called want or need. You know, I think as a leader, we got to understand the difference because there are certain things that we want. And by the way, I'm not downplaying want. Boy, if you want to get the most out of someone, figure out what they want. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm telling you right now. The secret of motivation. Ready for this? I've been paid millions of dollars over the years. Ready? It's for free. Listen carefully. The secret to motivation is number one. What do you want? Logic. Yep. If you know what your spouse wants, you can motivate them. If you know what your employees want, you can motivate them. If you know what your boss wants, you can motivate them. If you know what your radio listeners want, you can motivate them. Want is the secret of motivation. However, need is a survival mechanism. Need is the thriving mechanism. What's the old saying? I don't remember who said it, but uh, you can live uh, four days without water, like 17 days without food, and four hours without uh, air or something like that, but you can't live long without hope. See, that's the difference between wants and needs. You know, I I serve people in Africa. I have three orphanages that you guys help us support in Africa, almost 200 children. Uh, And, boy, they want to go to school. Uh, They want to have uniforms when they go to school. Uh, they want to have mattresses and they want to have blankets, and I do my best to fulfill those. But when they have no food and they're ready to starve, all of a sudden their uniforms don't matter. I tell uh, my guys this, the administrators. You know, if they can't eat, what good is it to send them to school? If they can't eat, if they're dying, what good is it that they have a uniform to be buried in? And so you got to understand those wants and needs. It's one of those things that we should learn. As little kids. Remember this by Robert Fulgham? All I really need to know, I learned in kindergarten. Right? All we need to know about how to live, what to do, and how to be, we learned in kindergarten. We got to relearn it. Remember these things? Share everything, play fair, don't hit people, put things back where you found them. Mm. Just just those four right there. There'd be no war in Russia, Ukraine right now, right? Share everything, play fair, don't hit people. Put things back where you found them. And then we learn things like clean up your own mess. Don't, things, don't take things that aren't yours. Putin, right? Putin, right? Say you're sorry when you hurt someone, right, Biden? Wash your hands before you eat. Flush after you go to the bathroom and then wash your hands too. <laughs> Warm cookies and cold milk are good for you. Live a balanced life. Learn some, think some, draw and paint some, sing and dance some, play and work some every day. Where did we forget all this stuff at leaders, right? Take a nap every afternoon. My wife loves that one. She never misses a nap. When you go out in the world, watch out for traffic. Hold hands, stick together. Remember these lessons we were supposed to learn? Be aware of wonder. Remember the little seed in the styrofoam cup. The roots go down and the plant goes up, and nobody really knows how or why, but we all are like that. Goldfish and hamsters and white mice, and even the little seed in the styrofoam cup, they all die and so do we. And then remember the Dick and Jane books, and the first word you learn, the biggest word of all, look. See, everything you need to know is in there somewhere. The golden rule, love, basic sanitation, ecology, politics, equality, sane living. And if you take any of those items and extrapolate it into sophisticated adult terms and apply it to your family life or your work or your government or your world, and it holds true and clear and firm. Think about what a better world would be if all the whole world had cookies and milk about three o'clock every afternoon and then lay down with our blankies for a nap. Think what would be going on in Ukraine right now. Or if all the governments had a basic policy to always put things back where they found them and to clean up their own mess. And it's still true, no matter how old you are, when you go out in the world, it is best to hold hands and stick together basic things we should have learned as kids and today we're going to learn that lesson what is the difference between a want and a need i am black we'll be right back you'll get nothing and like it
5: i don't think so how dare you
3: If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 31st through April 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net.
0: Sightseeing in Paris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
1: Want a place where your child learns to form their own opinions, seek the truth, and see the world through God's prism? At Liberty Classical Academy, love of God and country is not controversial. They teach the foundational principles of Western civilization, including the U.S. Constitution. They're raising up the next generation of responsible citizens this country needs. Our campus is expanding. Students in preschool through second grade will be welcome to our Hugo campus in the fall. To learn more, visit libertyclassicalacademy.org.
0: Wake up with the Freedom 1570 Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint in a detailed yet concise manner. Sign up at Freedom1570.com. Just use the keyword subscribe.
6: I
5: don't need you. I don't need anything! Except this. Listen I tell you, that's the only thing I need is this! I don't need this or this! And I don't need one other thing. Except my dog.
2: Well, I don't need my dog. You ain't black. (laughs) What's or need? I am Mr. Black and today's.. we're putting our big boy pants on, our big girl pants on, and we're separating the things in life into two categories and want to make sure we understand what is the difference between a want and a need. Because as little kids, it's all about what we want. Our parents are there to, to give us what we need. But as a little kid, as a child, we are focused on what we want. I use the example all the time. My, my boy uh, wants this and he wants that. He wants to drive the car. He wants to go to the park at 9 o'clock at night. Uh, he wants to get McDonald's uh, right before bedtime. Uh, he wants to stay up all night. Uh, he wants to feed the cat human food. He want, Right? And then as adults, we have to say, no, you can't do that or no, that's not right. But somehow when we grow up. We seem to regret. We seem to go back to childish ways. And, you know, it's fascinating because, you know, I was talking in the first segment about uh, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. You know that. It's uh, all about agape love. Uh, if I speak in the tongues of men and angels but have not love, I am only a ringing gong or clinging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have absolute faith so as to move mountains but have not love, I am am nothing. If I give all I possess, the poor and exult in the surrender of my body, but have not love, I gain nothing. And then it goes in the list of what God is. I mean, what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no accounts of wrong. Love takes no pleasure in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. You know what? interesting about love it's a verb see this agape love here is not a feeling i mean if the greatest act of love in the world was the cross someone being crucified that sure doesn't feel good i know a lot of people out there that don't want to do anything with the bible because they don't like the whole concept of blood right see love never fails but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be restrained. Where there is knowledge, it will be dismissed. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But where the perfect comes, the partial pass away. And then it hits this powerful verse, three verses from the end of this whole diatribe about what is love. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I set aside childish ways. You know why? Because when we're a child, all we care about is what we want. You got to grow up. We don't focus on the needs of others. We don't even focus on our needs. We focus on our wants. And boy, there's a song out there. Thank God for all the unanswered prayers. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Can I get an amen? Amen. (laughs) Oh My gosh, yeah, there are lots of things out there uh, that I wanted that I begged God for But God knew that I didn't need that matter of fact God knew if I got that I would want anything but that remember Irma Bonbeck when I was a kid Irma Bonbeck the grass is always greener on the other side Right. I want what I don't have and then when you get what you don't have guess what you want You want something else or then you go like this. Well, I need some peace well, I need some alone time. Well, I need, Isn't it amazing when you get what you want and then you don't like it, now all of a sudden you go to what you need? Anybody ever pick up on that? And see, that's the purpose of this radio show. You know, I do intensive leadership training. You're going to change your life. Two and a half days, go to likeitmatters.net. I got a class starting tomorrow, 16 people in it, Over oversold class here in Dallas. My next class, by the way, for those that have been reaching out to me, March 31st, and it's back in the Twin Cities. Yep, we're back in Minneapolis, St. Paul area. I think it's actually Bloomington, technically. Uh, March 31st, I got 12 spots. Actually, I think there's three people in it now, so we got about nine spots left. So go to likeitmatters.net and you can find out how you can transform your life. But on this radio show, this radio show is about a daily hour of power to get your thinking right, to get your mind right, to to remind truth you, therapy. to give you a little bit of truth therapy because the truth will set you free. It was Jesus himself that said that. But it was uh, James Garfield, I believe, who said, but first it will make you miserable. Ouch! And, you know, yeah, ouch, ouch and amen. I had a good pastor friend of mine. If he said he can't say amen, say ouch. Amen. And sometimes, ouch. yeah, sometimes there's amen and ouch, ouch. Uh, if you know what I mean. Yeah, amen. <laughs> so I got this letter from Brian. Uh, Brian uh, Bolanger, I think is your last name. Thank you. He's a listener. I don't know Brian, but he listens to our show daily, and he was actually helping us find a, a location there in Bloomington for our training, and he sent me this letter. He said, uh, after talking about the location, he said, I'm very glad that you found a home on our local freedom 1570 radio station now this is very kind i want to be this man that he describes me as Uh, brian says you are a selfless man and a man of god you are a constant reminder to me that we must always strive to put others needs before our own my fellow brother knights are committed to our principles charity unity fraternity and patriotism you are my modern day gk chesterton Take care, my friend. Respectfully, Brian J. Bollinger. I agree with that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate those kind words. And again, I didn't know all the details of G.K. Chesterton, but when she said that, I spent a little time looking into him. And uh, thank you for the compliment. He was a great man that very few know about, but he's a great writer, a great thinker. And I like to model myself out there. I want to get people thinking. I want to get people thinking. And so we're going to talk about today the difference between want and need. Now, I know the secret of motivation. The secret of motivation is knowing what somebody wants. What do you want is the secret of motivation. See, people are told all the time that uh, uh, they want this, but they really don't want it bad enough to do something about it. What's the secret of motivation? How bad do you want something? And then you help that person get it, and, man, you can move them. That's what motivation is, right, the ability to move someone. Now, a need is all about survival. But I wanna share with you a story about needs versus wants. Very powerful story as we go into this. A guy promised his girlfriend that he would buy her a diamond ring as a birthday gift. The girl was excited. She didn't have any fancy jewelry or anything, so she was very, very happy. She got so pumped. Her birthday was getting closer. Man, she wanted it to be a perfect, perfect evening. She knew she was going to get this beautiful ring and maybe, you know, something else. You didn't know. Maybe he was serious about spending their life together, but usually with a ring comes something else. So she got really excited. She went to the salon. She She got a makeover. She got some new clothes. She wanted to look beautiful on her birthday knowing that she had a special gift that she knew about and maybe some other stuff she didn't know about so she got new makeup she got new clothes she got new shoes I mean she focused on this moment in time because she really wanted it to be special she wanted to look her best upon receiving this special gift so finally the day she's been waiting for arrived she looked elegant gorgeous the dream girl for every man everyone was focused on her Now, the plan was uh, for this party that they were going to get this party bus and they were basically going to have someone drive around so they could party on this bus and celebrate her birthday. So the bus stops pick her up. uh, And then afterwards, they were going to go pick up her boyfriend from a bus stop after the girl was on the bus and some of her friends. So the bus stop got her uh, and then they went on to the next stop and then they picked up her boyfriend. And when her boyfriend got on the bus, she was shocked. Because he did not have a ring. He had a doll in his hands. Come on, and she's man. like she was just frozen. Yeah, it was like the Biden administration. Say one thing but do something else. He told me she was going to have a ring for me. So upon seeing the simple doll, this little doll, not the ring that she'd expect this whole big thing, the girl got mad. I mean, really mad. Because she, what she expected, what she wanted, she didn't get. She was expecting a diamond ring. Instead, he gave her a stupid kid's toy of a doll. How so she dare got angry. you? Yeah, she got bitter. And she was so angry that she had the bus driver open up the door. And she threw that doll out into oncoming traffic. Mm. Uh, she was angry. She was so angry, she threw it out of the bus. She wanted nothing to do with that doll. And by the, by the way... Or to do with that lying man, she was done. The guy was shocked that the girl he loved, thought loved him, just took this gift and threw it away. And she, I mean, despised him. She, she hated him. She, her biggest need at that moment was for him to get away from her. So he desperately wanted this doll back. He said, "She does special. How could you do that? This is a special doll." So he went. So so he asked the bus driver to stop the bus so he could go out there and grab the doll. The bus driver didn't think it was safe, but the man needed to get this doll back. He needed, it wasn't want, it was a need. So the bus driver stopped, and in the process of dodging traffic to get the doll, he was hit brutally by two cars. It was a traumatic experience. He was rushed to the hospital. His injuries were serious. Unfortunately, later he succumbed to his injuries and died in the hospital just a few hours later. The girl felt bad, of course. She cried and cried and cried. At the funeral, the girl remembered the good times they had. She hugged the doll tightly that caused the demise of this man, that caused the whole thing that happened. Full of love, full of regret, she held that doll tight. She was shocked when the doll talked. And it said, happy birthday, baby. Will you marry me? At that moment, she noticed a pocket on the doll and feels something inside. She opens the pocket, and there it is. She reaches inside and finds the promised ring, wrapped around the ring is a note. The note read, I hope you like it, because I love you. Will you be my wife? The girl cried even louder and shouted, I'm so sorry, baby. I didn't know. I love you, too. But the guy was gone forever. Ouch. And the moral of the story is we should learn to appreciate whatever comes our way, because it might be what we actually need and not just what we want. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're asking a question, need or want? We'll be right back.
3: I don't want realism, I want magic. Yes, yes, magic. Take a listen to these
2: accounting and payroll keep your time and money
0: oh. Mike Campbell here serial entrepreneur let's make sure your current payroll provider isn't overcharging you shall we first go to your payroll provider's website to see what you're currently paying oh what's that you can't clearly see your pricing because your vendor is running a temporary sale or making you call for a free quote <laughs> that's unfortunate If you go to PatriotSoftware.com, you will instantly see our payroll pricing for companies with 1 to 100 employees. Well, there you go. At least now you know what you should be paying for payroll. Go to PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com,
2: accounting and payroll, keep your time and money.
7: Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life.
2: All I want is what I ha- have coming to me. All I want is my fair share. Well, that and a nickel get get your hot cup a jack squat. Amen. And then you'll be living in a van down by the river. I am Black, and you are back with Like It Matters Radio. Boy, we got a lot of things we want, don't we? And there are some basic needs, right? Uh, Abraham Maslow came up with a hierarchy of needs, right? There are certain things that every single human being needs. We need air, we need safety, we need security, we need uh, um, self awareness, uh, we need, uh, right? There are certain things that we need. We need to drink water, we need to eat certain amount of foods, right? And so there are these different things about wants and needs. And today we kind of opened up with that famous verse in the love chapter, uh, 1 Corinthians thirteen eleven. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away childish, the put I put the ways of childhood behind me. Sorry about that. Stop now, it. There's, there's also a verse in the Bible where Jesus said himself. That says if you want to enter the kingdom of God, you must become like a child. Now, isn't that interesting? What he's talking about there is gullible, willing to believe, emotionally involved. Those things as children we want to move on for in this tough, unjust, unfair world, right? The good book says two things. If you read it, I read it. It tells me these two things. Number one, life ain't no fair. And number two, life is hard. So put your big boy pants on. And as parents, we protect our kids from those realities. We know them, and we understand the need. Listen, we want them to know these, but we understand the need. Notice those two words, want and need. But we understand the need for them to be sheltered from that reality for a short period of time. Just like Jesus Christ, who is God himself, has omniscience, all knowledge, but yet willfully gave up the knowledge of when he would return a second time. Why? Because God the Father knew that that need was important for where what was going to take place. And so we got to understand the difference between wants and needs. And by the way, I want you to know, some are both. See, we talked about this yesterday. I have something called the four plus one C's of leadership. Commitment, communication, clear vision, consensus. Now, once those four C's are in place... Then and only then do you have the fifth C, which is consistency. You know, uh, you record it. If you're successful, you got a pattern you like, you, you record it. You make it SOP, standard operating procedure. Commitment's about trust. How can someone commit to you if they can't trust you? How can someone trust someone that's not committed to them, right? And then communication is always about you need to be honest and clear. And whenever we're talking about communication, we're always talking about two types. With self, intrapersonal. And with others, interpersonal. And the interpersonal communication, the way we talk to ourselves, is the frame. It actually dictates the interpersonal communication. So you got to realize they're both important. And yet most people only take training that helps them with their interpersonal, how I connect with you or how John and I connect. But yet the most important part of communication, I'm going to be honest with you, is the way we talk to ourselves. We have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. Uh, and that thinking, what you call thinking, is nothing more than self-talk. And so uh, epigenetics tells us that we make ourselves sick. Eighty-seven percent of all diseases are psychosomatic. Our thinking can poison us. The proverb says your, uh, your thoughts can dry your bones. And then we have clear vision. Where am I now? Where are we now? Where are we going? What will it take to get there and how long? Clear vision is about b- having big, hairy, audacious goals. People want to be a part of something bigger than they are. That's a job as a leader. To give that vision. And then there's consensus. Consensus is a method of gaining agreement in groups. Problem solving. Decision making. By which everyone discusses issues and reaches a decision all can support. Right? Once those four are in place, then and only then, then you add consistency. Why? Because you don't want to add consistency to a pattern that's not working. Otherwise, you'll realize that you're crazy. Remember Einstein? The definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over. However, expected different results. He Logical. said that's crazy. Yeah, so he said the flip side of that coin, I don't know if he said it, but I'm saying it, is if you don't like the results, change the approach. As you change the approach, you change the results. So we got to put our big boy pants on, our big girl pants on. We we, we can't act like children uh, except one area in regards to the gospel. Just believe it. Be gullible. Be willing to believe. I believe every word in the Bible. I believe in the talking donkey. I believe in the talking eagle. I believe that the Israelites, two million, walked on dry soil when they crossed the Red Sea, and yet the entire Egyptian army was swallowed up after them. So I believe every part of it. I believe in the floating accent of Isaiah or Elisha. Uh, I believe it all. And so I want you to know, uh, call me a child. Call me gullible. Cool. Uh, I need to be where God wants me. And if you think that of me, then I'm right where God wants me, and that meets my need. You see what I'm saying? Why do I bring this up? Because what's going on in this world is the opposite of this. There's no trust. You wonder why America's in a mess? I could not watch the State of the Union address last night. I could not, not watch joke. it. Because he's talking about, oh, yeah, we need to fix the border. Oh, yeah, we need to be energy dependent. Oh, yeah. And it's his policies that are doing this. He's the one that opened the border. He's the one that canceled all our energy independence. He did all this stuff. And yet he's telling all you out there, this is what we're going to do. What they did caused all this. And yet he's up there telling you and people are buying the crap, you know, like a child. believing like a child, right? If you don't know what I'm talking about, perfect example is the mask mandate thing. You know, when a Republican says the mask are silly, don't need, it's chaos. But when a Democrat says it, your state-run media tells you it's science. Yeah, it's science. It's just political science. We got two clips. Let's play the first clip so they know what I'm talking about.
4: Read the room, buddy. All right, criticism, heckling lawsuits. That's what happened after newly elected Governor Glenn Youngkin of Virginia signed an executive order making masks in schools optional leaving it up to each family's discretion.
7: Glenn Youngkin has formed an entire sort of political movement around the idea of essentially making it less safe for your kids and other kids to go to school. He's
4: exactly like Donald Trump. He's exactly like your typical, you know, right-wing MAGA Trump uh, Republican right now. And you're seeing that play out in in the fact that he's, you know, trying to issue executive orders that are allowing parents to decide uh, whether or not their children should wear masks in schools. But now listen to this moments ago from New Jersey. Governor Phil Murphy, one of four Democrats it's Connecticut, Oregon, New Jersey, and now Delaware, Bill, uh, Joe Biden's home state. They are lifting mask mandates. Here's the New Jersey governor.
6: The reaction so
5: far has been uh, broadly, if not overwhelmingly positive, uh, Katie. I think uh, we're not patting ourselves on the back here. We're doing the best we can to manage
2: a pandemic and to not declare victory. Now, you want to talk about children. They're treating us like we're kids. This is all political science. That's why I teach you on this radio show how we get programmed, how the unconscious minds work, how what we believe is what we hear over and over and over, how Joseph Goebbels led the German people to slaughter 10 million. Look at what's happening in Russia right now. The German people, I mean, the Russian people are being told that they're defending themselves. The Russian people are being told Uh, That Ukraine are a bunch of neo-Nazis and they're just defending them. That's what they're being told. And our press have the audacity, the audacity to say that the Russian press is manipulating, that they're lying. Well, no kidding. Have you been on Facebook lately? You can't say anything about Joe Biden or they freeze it. Remember, they blocked all the news articles, blocked uh, uh, newspapers from printing uh, all the child pornography that Hunter Biden had, all the money laundering, all the money that China paid to Joe. Why do you think Joe can't do anything in China? But no one was allowed to see that. Let's play the second clip.
4: Okay. Former Education Secretary Betsy DeVos joins me now. Betsy, always good to have you with us. Thanks for being here. Um, I just want to play for you. Here's some of the Democrat uh, reaction, some of the media reaction, I should say, to the Democratic governors ending these school mask mandates. And you heard what they said prior to that about Glenn Youngkin. But watch this tune.
7: These are all states led by Democrats in once hard hit COVID zones, and they seem to be decisions driven by science, not politics. The responsibility should shift from
5: a government mandate imposed from the state or the local district of the school, rather it should shift to an individual responsibility by the family who can still decide that their child can wear a mask if needed.
4: Boy, I mean, this makes your head spin, right? I mean, it's so political. If there's a Republican governor, like in Virginia, who says this, he gets lambasted. Then the Democrat governors say the exact same thing, lift the mask mandates in schools. And they are, you know, the, the word is, well, they're just they're just following the science. What's going on here?
1: Yes, well, what we see here is uh, the height of hypocrisy and a continued desire to try to control other pe- what other people do. Uh, the, the, the fact that three Democrat governors now are dropping mask mandates in schools is long overdue. They know that it's been the, the reality that kids don't need to be wearing masks in school and parents should have those decisions, not not politicians and not certainly not politicians who say one thing and then do another, like Stacey Abrams did just the other day, or like my own governor did when she went out for pizza with a whole bunch of friends without masks. This this has been a crime committed against kids for nearly two years. We have had adults telling other adults what to do with their children and not allowing parents to make those decisions for their own children's health. If parents wanted their kids to be wearing masks, they should be allowed that decision. But it shouldn't be some politician telling them what they can and cannot do. And the the Democrat governors are realizing this now, and it's finally coming home to roost. Yeah, I saw that you had, I think it was on Twitter, you said about
4: Stacey Abrams that, you know, it wasn't that she wasn't wearing a mask. It was that she wasn't allowing the children and the families the same choice. She had a choice in that moment, and she was allowed to make the choice she wanted to make, but she doesn't allow them to have. The same choice to make the decision that they want to make. Oh, we don't play
2: that. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that really what a lot of people think separates children from adults? Let's be honest the ability to make your own choices. As a kid, you're told where to go, what to eat, what to do. As an adult, you want to make your own choices. And so, one of those choices is about emotions and emotional intelligence. What's going on? We're being played players. We're talking about emotionally being hijacked. And we all want to be happy, we all want to have fun, we all want to feel good, but we also need emotions and emotional intelligence. And after the break, let's break that down. I am Black, we'll be right back.
7: It's sad that governments are achieved by the double tongues. Contemplate this on the
2: tree of woe.
3: If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 31st through April 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net.
0: Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
5: For the life of your home, visit ThinkAMI.com.
7: Did Minnesota break your furnace, burst your pipes, or fry your electrical panels? Air Mechanical's team of professionals can be your backup call. They come out right away, not in weeks. Plus, save an extra 15% off repairs when you become an Air Mechanical Total Solutions member. Stay healthy and warm this winter. Call or schedule at ThinkAMI.com. That's ThinkAMI.com. For the life
5: of your home, visit ThinkAMI.com.
7: You listen every day.
1: I never miss it.
0: So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like Freedom 1570 on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Take a listen to this comparison
6: of other training to Leadership Awakening.
0: For probably two-thirds
5: of my...
2: So do some people I know. I am black, and you are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. This is where we're working to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. In the corporate world, we call that lean manufacturing. We call it Six Sigma. We call it Lean Sigma. In the training world, we call it LikeItMatters.net. Because it all comes from all of Dr. Deming's constant, never-ending improvement. And this is what we're doing on this radio show. This is about being under construction. Working every little day to be a little bit better. A little bit better today than yesterday. A little bit better tomorrow than today. And, you know, one of my biggest roles uh, in my life that I've enjoyed the most is as father. Of those that know me, have listened to my story enough times. I had a terrible childhood. A childhood that traumatized me for a good 20 to 30 years. Uh, uh, not only during my childhood, but afterwards, um, I've dealt with it, processed it. Uh, it was all that pain that allowed me to impact 15,000 plus people's lives directly and hundreds of thousands of people's lives indirectly. So I can tell you today that I'm thankful for my childhood. I've dealt with it. I processed it. I've reframed it. Uh, and without that pain, without that abuse, without that abandonment, without that neglect, uh, I wouldn't have all this pain driving me, uh, to heal that pain. In the process of healing that pain, I'm able to help other people because I got street cred. I know what it's like not to fit in. I know what it's like not to belong. I know what it's like to be beaten on every day. I know what it's like to be told you're not enough, not good enough, not rich enough, not tall enough, not black enough, not this enough, not that enough. And so I can walk in people's pain. You and ain't here. My life is what do we do? That's right. And then I can tell, types oh, times, people can accuse you of this and accuse you of that. But when I was raising my kids, one of my biggest drives, it was something I wanted. It wasn't really a need, although it was such a deep want that it became a need. It was one of my needs for my existence, was that I wanted to be the father to my kids that they never had, that I never had. I didn't want to. So I didn't want to beat on my kids. I wanted to discipline them properly. I wanted to raise them up properly in the way of the Lord. And so I really worked hard on being a father, good father, the kind of father I wanted to be. And one thing I always did is I, I programmed my kids because we're all programmed creatures, just like the media is programming you to hate Donald Trump and to think Joe Biden's a good guy and to think Joe Biden's going to give you energy dependence when he destroyed energy dependence i think joe biden's going to seal the border when he's the one that opened the border i mean it's just crazy but some of you are willing to believe that because you're children but we're not supposed to act like children once we grow up and so i shared an article the other day uh january 20th people no longer believe working hard will lead to a better life people don't believe that you see this is very important because everything we do or do not do is driven by belief system and part of my job as a parent in your job as well as you program your kids. But the problem is this, we speak at 120 to 150 words per minute. And so I have a saying that what you're doing speaks so loudly that people aren't listening to a word you're saying. And parents, I'm going to tell you right now, that applies to your children. They're watching more than they're listening. They're watching everything. My son's watching it all. And one thing I taught my kids early on, I taught this belief system that daddy never lies. Daddy never Never lies. If I say I'm gonna be a bit of game, I was in a game. I made sure I didn't care. I needed that. That became such a need. It wasn't a want, it was survival. It was written in stone. It was etched in blood in my arm. That I'd say it over and over. And I taught my kids that good people could do bad things. Very important belief system, parents. Why? Because Uncle Bob could be a nice guy. That doesn't mean he can't molest my, 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 my daughter, right? A majority of people who are abused or molested, look it up, are abused or molested by someone they know. And secondly, I wanted them to believe that belief system that uh, – very important. Why? Because my kids are going to make a mistake. And so when they adopted the belief system that good people can do bad things, I wanted them, that would cover them. That when they screwed up and they would, when they made a mistake and they would – that doesn't mean they're a bad person. Remember the logical levels? There's spirit, there's identity, there's a belief system of value, there's capabilities, there's environment, and there's behavior. And be careful what you attach to your identity. It's a lot easier to change what you do than who you are. And so this is all about having good emotional intelligence. The difference between wants and needs, a great article, Rusty Fleischer, program director, Uh, from this organization, and they deal a lot with anger management. And he puts this well. He says, when I checked out the word need, the free online Merriam-Webster dictionary defined it as a situation in which someone or something must do or have something. That's a modal operator necessity, must. I have to have it, right? Something that person must have, something that is needed in order to live or succeed, and he added, or be happy. You see what I'm saying? That assumes that happy is a need. Happy is not a need. Happy is a want. Nowhere in the Bible uh, does it tell us that our outcome should be to live a happy Bible. I'm not looking for happy. I'd like happy. Don't get me wrong. I want happy, but happy is not a need. Significance is a need. Christ is a need. Living my life like it matters is a need. Being better today than I was yesterday is a need. Those aren't wants. See, when it goes so deep, remember, a person must have something that is needed in order to live. I don't have. If you go all day, see, some things are needs and wants. If you go all day without eating something, you have both a want to eat something and a need to eat something. Low blood sugar, all that stuff, your glycemic index, right? So some can be a want or a need. See, the, the group that Rusty Fleish is with called the anger alternatives says this, something you must have, you are not okay without it. That not okay usually turns into feelings of anger, frustration, resentment, and more. Because we do have needs. Remember Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right, developed in the 60s, 70s, Abraham Maslow, American psychologist. He said there's a basic core leads, a level one, beginning with the basic needs, biological, physiological, air, food, drink, shelter, warmth, sex, sleep. And the reason sex, we're procreating beings. So there is a drive in us, whether we're with a person or not, that we need to meet that drive. And that's why we do different things. We're adults, so I don't want to go into too much detail. Second level, and these are needs, not wants. Second level is safety. Includes protection from elements, security, order, law, limits, stability. Third level relates to social needs, which translate to love and belonging. And then those are the basic needs. And then the fourth level is esteem needs, which include self-esteem, achievement, independence. And they are all needs. Whatever a need is not satisfied, it becomes a personal loss and affects the quality of your life. We do have wants and we do have needs. And I'm going to tell you right now, one of those is emotions and emotional intelligence. And that's really what separates the boys from the men. That's really what separates the girls from the women. Emotional intelligence. First of all, what is emotion? A lot of people don't even know emotion. A lot of people have been programmed to fear emotion. You shouldn't fear emotion. Emotion is an intense feeling. It's give expression to. It's applying movement. See, we are emotional creatures. Emotions, get this. We've been taught that emotions are bad or they're weak or whatever. That's not true at all. Emotions are inherently neither positive nor negative. Listen, they're not positive nor negative. Rather, they serve as the single most powerful source of human energy, authenticity, and drive and can offer us a wellspring of intuitive wisdom. In fact, emotions provide us with vital and potentially profitable information every minute of the day. Now, this feedback from the heart and not the head, your heart is a powerful source of energy. So we need to tap into both, the head and the heart. That's like the double helix. It's not DNA. It's emotional intelligence, the emotional use of intelligence and the intelligent use of emotions. This feedback is what ignites creative genius. It keeps you honest with yourself, shapes trusting relationships, provides an inner compass for your life and career, and it guides you to unexpected possibilities. And the world knows Joseph Goebbels knows you're emotional. Our media knows you're emotional. That's why, look at the studies. The angrier they can get you, the better they want you. Because they know that you'll destroy Donald Trump and vote for anybody not Trump. You'll put up, with, have cognitive dissonance. You'll put up with stuff you would never put up with because you've been programmed anybody but Trump. So even though America's terrible and falling apart... We got the media telling us how great it is that every day we wake up, the only thing that matters is that Donald Trump isn't president. Do you see how twisted this has become? So emotions come from the heart. And scientists can measure that heart from five feet away. So emotional intelligence is the ability to sense, understand, and effectively apply the power and acumen of emotions as a source of human energy, information, connection, influence. It's not enough to have feelings. Emotional intelligence requires that we learn to acknowledge and value these feelings in ourselves and others and that we appropriately respond to them. That's your key word with emotional intelligence. Appropriately respond to them. Effectively applying the information and energy in our daily life and work. Emotional intelligence emerges not from the musings of rarefied intellect, Of the workings of the human heart. It is emotional intelligence that motivates us to pursue our unique potential and purpose and activates our innermost values and aspirations, transforming them from things we think about to what we live. And Peter Senge put it best, people with high levels of personal mastery cannot afford to choose between reason and intuition or the head and the heart any more than they would choose to walk on one leg or see with one eye. Go to likeitmatters.net. And let me help you with your emotional intelligence so you can put your big boy, big girl pants on. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does.